Hi everybody, welcome back to Fistful of Dice, a uh, OD&D Presents Deadlands campaign. I am the Marshal Jeff. Uh, Yeehaw! Yeah, in the room is... Dan, playing Bartholomew Chanceworth of the Atlanta Chanceworth. Ari, playing Franck Verneau, French-Mexican trapper. Um, I'm Kimberly. I am playing Alice Alley Taylor. Taylor, not Tyler. Jeez, Louise. Louise isn't even close to her name. <laughs> and recording in the same region as our sheriff is the <laughs> lovely Josh, um, who unfortunately... <laughs> I don't think you, you do not get to call yourself lovely. That is not how that works. <laughs> Uh, is not <laughs> is not playing Clem uh, with his <laughs> passing. I am now uh, what what's the Star Yard youth's Horace Horace Honebron or Honebound Horace Honebound Honebound. Yep. Okay, I am now playing the Star Yard Horace uh, youth, following his. Uh, cowboy and put that in air quotes of a cousin that's right after fighting and defeating human suited bugs Clem touched one and died the rest of the party felt obligated to finish what they started and entered the cave is this the last we'll see of Clem find out now on OD&D presents a fistful of dice a deadlands adventure As Clem dies, he feels himself being pulled into the darkness. Soon that pull feels more like falling, falling from a great height. The airspeed is picking up faster, faster. It's almost as if you're going to die again from the fright after what seems like an eternity, but has really only been the span of a few seconds. Clem hits the ground with a tremendous force. He is surrounded in darkness. But when he finally gathers his senses, he looks around and hears a young girl's voice reciting, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. When Clem opens his eyes, he finds himself in his deepest, darkest nightmare. Which is? Uh, back back in the, the trenches of the Civil War. Just describe it for us. Um, so... This is the moment that Clem, uh, I mean, you know, uh, 
not the moment, but it's it's what led up to Clem uh, leaving the army and kind of going to right the wrongs. There's, you know, everybody's uh, just that really brutal style just lined up uh, and firing into each other's uh, lines. And Clem is just watching uh, men and young boys even that he's marched with for uh, even, uh, you know, months to years now. And this was, they've, they've battled off and on skirmishes, but this is one of the big fights and Clem loses most of his platoon in that. Hmm. Oh, it's kind of like saving private Ryan, but in a civil war setting. <laughs> go <laughs> so you look around and you see one one young man who you were particularly close with in the war and as you look you watch him what was clem's rank again um we never defined that but i think clem would have uh at least made it to sergeant all right good he would have been so enlisted, this, not an officer. <laughs> okay. So this young uh, fellow enlisted man that that you had grown quite close with sticks his head up out of the trench just in time to get a, a hot shot of lead right between the eyes. And he looks at you, looks at Clem and says, Sarge, help me. Help me, and dies. Across the battlefield, you see a young girl clad in white with pure white eyes and black hair staring back at you. Slowly she turns, winks at you with a mischievous grin, and runs off across the battlefield towards a door that you swear wasn't there a minute ago. Oh hell. <laughs> um, so at this point, I guess, Clem, uh, despite all the, you know, bullets flying and everything, would uh, try to pursue this girl to that door. All right. So, uh, for that's the intro, and now I'm going to get into a little bit of the mechanics. Uh, you have a spirit die score. Uh, what is that that number? It would be one d ten. Okay, you will be playing through 10 vignettes in each vignette you will be given a moral dilemma depending on how you answer the dilemma either you will win a point or your manito will win a point when you eventually make it to the end uh the number of points you have are the number of uh, dominion points you have and the number the, the other number is the number of dominion points that the 
uh, Manitou has. Now, Dominion points are important because uh, you are very soon going to be harrowed, which is one of the undead, which means uh, you're a, you have a whole new set of rules you have to follow, and we can go through those later. You have access some, to some really cool powers as undead, but there's always a risk that the Manitou is going to bubble up and take control for a little bit. So right now, this nightmare dream is Clem struggling against the Manitou for dominance. And everybody else, just so you know, uh, for these vignettes, I am going to give a prompt and uh, a character. And for example, the uh, next one milestone two is the lecherous millionaire mm. <laughs> so uh who wants to go first is the lecherous okay does it matter so so somebody uh attempts to seduce Clem on the prom oh. on the promise that they will pay for a loved one's uh, health the the little girl that that Clem has been chasing is seen wounded with a bullet hole in her chest oh, no. the lecherous millionaire will pay to have her cured if Clem will sleep with them. So. Who... And the little girl is, is Clem's relative? Figment of. Figment. Yes. Yes. For some reason, Clem feels very. Um, strongly. Strongly about oh, the, the girl in white. Um, so. I'll, I'll be the lecturer. Oh, okay. <laughs> you would be Harry. you would be well, I, I don't i volunteer as tribute okay i don't have to go later <laughs> well there's 10 of these so yeah. 10 yeah yeah dd you want to be the lecherous millionaire she is a lecherous millionaire I don't know what, really? about. <laughs> what do you mean play the part <laughs> okay right. take it away uh, is she there or is she just... Yeah. What's the setting here? So the scene... Yeah. So as Clem runs through the door chasing the small girl with dark hair, he suddenly finds himself in a room. It is uh, richly apportioned mahogany wood, wainscoting, leather, chairs with golden brass fasteners. He is sitting in one of these chairs across from uh, an attractive young woman who says, uh, who is attempting to bribe Clem to uh, pay to heal this little girl who you suddenly feel is your daughter on the condition that you sleep with her. 
I was gonna be a guy, but okay. Okay, you can be a guy. Hey, hey, I'm not either way. I'm not gonna judge. You two work out the genders. I'm just, I'm just the marshal. Me, Clem is in this. He doesn't have a I'll, say on who. I won't be sexist. I'll be a woman, I guess. <laughs> but wait, this is a role playing isn't game. It, isn't being a woman being sexist at that point? Being because you're assuming. Be a dude. Be a no, because men are usually attributed with sex or with uh, lechery. Like sex, like sex, like. Like Donald um, Trump. Like sex, force- like sex, like sex, yes. Yes. Forceful. Yes. All just a bunch of animals. I don't know. Not about <laughs> basic <are>. instinct. <laughs> She wasn't really lecherous. Anyway, everyone get out of my dream. (laughs) (laughs) I did into my car. (laughs) But is the girl in the room or is she like. Yeah, for for some reason in this richly appointed library, the girl is laying on a cot near Clem, her white dress stained (laughs) scarlet blood red. From the gunshot, much of an aphrodisiac. No, right? <laughs> well, maybe I'll. Have... Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Clem. Or oh, I remember Clem's whole name, Samuel. No. Uh, Percy that's, that's... Clemens. <laughs> yeah, Samuel so, Clemens. Percy, that's right. Is is an author. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mark. So maybe Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> so maybe just Percy for this, because that be would reference. be. Uh, yeah. Startling to him, I guess, or you know. Ooh. <laughs> a lot of people call him Percy. So okay. Percy, welcome. Can I get you a scotch? Uh hello, ma'am. You will have to forgive my ever changing <laughs> affectation <laughs> as I am pretty pretty shaken up with with my oh, little one being oh, wounded such. Of course, of course. Well, here, and she pours some brandy and brings it over unnecessarily close to him. <laughs> Drink this. Uh, Clem yeah. definitely eyes it, but um, I think his concern in this setting, uh, he just kind of sets it to the side table. Uh, ma'am, you, you do know... Uh, uh, I'm I'm awful worried about about little Charlotte here. Yes, of course, of course. She picks up the the glass again. Here, this is what we did in the war, and she just pours it in your throat. Oh yes. There, <laughs> <laughs> <I mean, laughs> <laughs> don't you feel better now? Uh, usually, course. they blow some cigarette smoke in our face too. Oh, I'm afraid I don't have any. I have something oh. infinitely better. Maybe maybe I could call the doctor and she could see to your poor little Charlotte while I keep you busy upstairs. Uh, well, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm a little confused, ma'am. I, I didn't seem to get your name. Oh, that doesn't matter. We don't need names in this, do we? Well, no, but all, all the same, Percy, I would like to say... Percy, it's a simple offer. I'll help save your little girl if you'll help me. Oh, you'll help save Charlotte? What? Of course. Oh, 
what I kind of help? I have a doctor that I... What? What kind of help? I have a doctor on retainer. I can ring for him right now. She goes over to a bell cord and puts her <laughs> hand on it. I can ring for the doctor right now. You yes, ma'am. I, I understand that, but what... to my terms. What help do you need, ma'am? Oh. I I can't fancy myself much of a carpenter, but I oh, can... No, but you are quite strong and fetching. There's an innuendo there somewhere, but yeah. I can't find it. He's good with his wood. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so lonely lately, Percy. My husband is, you know, in the war as well, and I, I fear the worst. And a woman needs company. Well, ma'am, uh, I, I do think honesty is a, a true virtue, but if, if I'm to understand this deal, you can call a doctor to save Charlotte's life if I <clears throat> go ten toes to Jesus with you. <laughs> 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 oh, Percy, mean? this is why I love you so much. You're very smart. Uh, so is that a yes? <laughs> she just <laughs> she bites her lip and nods her head. <laughs> uh, in in this case, uh, Clem just turns toward Charlotte and kind of slumps and says for, for Charlotte and uh, lets this madam take him by the hand and follows right. her. Oh, she pulls the bell <laughs> to call for the doctor. <laughs> sounds like a glass of scotch. That's a weird bell. <laughs> it's, it's kind of broke. It's sick. It needs a doctor too. It's a Can beautiful a... bell. Do I did, win? Did, did, you make, <laughs> did you make a decision? Uh, Clem went with her to save Charlotte. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, was the emphasis. That's why he turned and slumped and said for Charlotte. Oh, Not because okay. he's some old horn dog. All right. <laughs> Aww. Ain't nothing but a horn dog. Horn dog. <laughs> so, all the time. <laughs> so, num- scene three of the, the dream uh dan or kimberly do you want the next one i might as well okay. do it okay <laughs> do I, so do i get at, to seduce him again yes this is your i'm no. your general and i said seduce- <laughs> <laughs> give me 30 <laughs> licks uh how many licks does it take to get the center of my tootsie pop soldier <laughs> Hold on. Was that going to be your preview? (laughs) (laughs) We killed Jeff. Yeah, we did. I have to call Meg and tell her we killed Jeff. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, um, So, as Clem walks through the door with the woman, the scene changes yet again to that of a cold, dark coal mine. Clem suddenly finds himself covered head to toe in coal dust and wearing 
uh, hard hat and regular attire of a coal miner. Holding up his candle lamp, he can see up and down the hallway. To his left is the little girl in white. I've got the black lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> to, to mine. I've got the black lollipop. <laughs> to, to his right is his friend who suddenly starts screaming that Clem needs to pull the lever. If Clem just pulls the lever, he can save all of his friends. If he continues to chase the girl out of the mine and to his own safety, Dan, you will play the role of the friend. Go. Clem, I need you to pull that lever or we're all going to die. What, what, what was your name again? Jesus Christ! But, but Charlotte, my, uh, do I still think she's my daughter? Yeah, sure. It's your dream. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna run with it then. But, but Charlotte, she's going down the cave. Yeah, but we're all gonna die if you don't pull that lever, Clem. You need to pull that now. Oh, uh, uh, hell. All of us? All of you? Every, every single one of us. It's the end. Do you hear me? We'll all die. You'll never see us again. I'll never uh, see my dear, my dear Charlotte the second. I don't know why I named her the second. <laughs> I guess I just thought it would be awkward. I mean, I guess it's because we have such a close bond we'd name both our children the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. You are my best friend. You are my BFF. Best friend forever. But uh, not if you pull that lever because forever ends. Uh, don't Unless you pull the lever. Pull the lever. <laughs> pull the goddamn lever. Clem Clem yells down the tunnel and says, Charlotte, you get on home now as quick as you can. Tell your ma what's happening down here. And oh, he Jesus runs, Christ, we're almost dead. He runs and pulls the <laughs> lever. All right. As you pull the lever, Clem suddenly opens a trap door and he... F- finds himself falling further, further, deeper into the dream. It is dark once again. Finally, (laughs) I know. Finally, (laughs) he hits the ground again. Waking up, he finds himself suspended on a bridge with only uh, two ways out, forward and back. So, like, he came from above, and now he's got two directions to go? Yep. Okay. That's yep. all I can see. No little girl this time? Nope. You're just on an island. Yeah, you let her go, man. She's dead. Just deal with it. Hell, fuck. <laughs> uh. We already played that game. <laughs> oh. Clem, Clem still, he gets a weird little shiver. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, let's see here. The thing I think Clem would do is flip a coin. And since I don't have a coin right on me, I'm going to roll a die real quick. Okay. And he's moving forward. All so right. He, re- he reaches in his pocket and finds a silver dollar and flips it. It comes up heads and he moves forward. Nice. The area shifts around him, and he's on a new platform. 
this time with a door in all four cardinal directions. Um, he takes out his four-sided die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do, but he flips two coins. Uh, well, his his home will forever be uh, in the south, so he takes the southern door. There you go. All right. You stumble upon a scene of the little girl sitting on a rock in the middle of a meadow. The day is warm, the sky is light blue, and the girl is perched upon a rock in the center. The door that you just walked through is gone. It's just you and her on a lovely summer day. Charlotte, what what is this place? This, this place? Well, this, this is you. This, this can't be me. It's, it's too sunny and pretty. I'm, I'm more than tattered, Charlotte. Oh, I silly. I got a storm inside me. Oh, silly. Don't you know why we're here? No. You're dead. Well, don't that beat all. <laughs> <laughs> she reaches up and pats you on the arm and says, You're dead, and I'm going to control your body. And then turns around and runs off into the forest. Oh, God. Oh, geez. Well, that's creepy. This is why I said I never wanted to have kids. Because <laughs> they take over your body. Yep. <laughs> Literally. Uh, so what's the setting now? Am I still in the meadow? Or... Yeah, you're still in the meadow. You gotta do something. <laughs> um, I am going to sit on the rock she sat on to take the throne, <laughs> so to speak. And just sit there? I mean, uh, okay, what direction did she run? Where, well, she ran it, some bushes? What? Yeah, she just ran off in like the general easterly direction. Uh, I guess, oh, oh, oh boy. So follow her east. <laughs> all right, you're gonna continue chasing her. All right. By the way, your Manitou's name is now Charlotte. Clem right. doesn't Clem doesn't know that, but I've officially decided that's her name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mild. There's a park near where I grew up called Manitou Park. That's all I can think about. <laughs> Milestone five. Halfway there? Oh. Uh, <laughs> this one I will defer back to Kimberly. All right. Uh, What's my motivation? <laughs> as Clem stumbles through the forest, it suddenly gets dark. The trees growing closer together until they resemble the wainscoting 
of a moderately nice bar. You stumble into the light and fall into a chair. Delta hand of uh, cards. You st sit staring down a well-known Parker poker player. In your hand, you have two pair, aces and kings. Okay. Kimberly, you are the well-known poker player. Okay. You guys are playing poker. I don't know how to play poker. Okay. Uh, I, have, <laughs> I have a... <laughs> don't show your hand. Good poker face. Good so, poker face. So uh, will, what cards did you get? I will, I will poke you in a direction. Clem, you feel like the moral dilemma in this particular scene is whether or not you should cheat. Mm. Well, um, your turn. Go fish. <laughs> <laughs> you got him or not? Uh, can I check? I check. Taps the table. Uh, I mean, he oh. doesn't raise. Okay. Keep keeping the same amount. Okay. And is there anybody else at the table? Or just us two. Just you two. And been like a high tension game. Yes, it, it is a. Like... It's a high tension game. Uh, pot, lots of money on the line. One paper. This is Charlotte's soul. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. He's... Well, she's there. She's on the balcony uh, watching the game, but but Clem might not notice her right away. Okay. So, uh, he, so my basically my. You can either check or raise. I think. Okay. My, yeah, that was my question. Of like, what what are my options or as a player? Well, I'm not gonna do that. Well, I'm gonna. All right. Let's see what you got. Um, and before anything's revealed, uh, Clem is not going to cheat, um, despite his, uh, finding loopholes earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he does try to stick to his word and, um, you know, on, on, even though it's high stakes, it, it's also, uh, yeah, kind of a sportsman kind of mentality, you know, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> Fairness of the game kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So he uh, throws away the third ace tucked up his sleeve and <laughs> He throws it away? <laughs> and, uh, like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> and so, lays down his you know uh, two pair. what a ace looks like? <laughs> yeah. poker player. I got one myself. <laughs> You're actually... <laughs> You actually do, Kimberly. <laughs> when when you play your cards, you have the exact same hand Ooh. Clem does. What? So what do you do? Well, what the hell? There's only one ace of clubs. <laughs> and I just threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I, that's I, the I, secret there, old Percy. You always gotta play with two decks. Uh, can I can I get a a, a rule check over here? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Do they, do they have uh, uh, those referees for poker this in is, the Wild West? <laughs> probably the dealer. <laughs> the <laughs> poker player is trying to tell him something important. <laughs> the bartender just pulls up a double barrel shotgun and sets it on the board, the bar, and looks at you too. Ain't nothing but a joke there, Cletus. <laughs> oh, I guess we were redraw, right? <laughs> Redeal. <laughs> okay. okay. The worst poker I know. Game ever. <laughs> when... This is like Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> so the dealer collects the cards, shuffles, and when he flips one across the table towards Clem. It kind of spins up and it's the ace of spades and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger until you fall through the spade and tumble into a very fine ballroom, very expensive, something from the South. And I'm going to defer this one to Bartholomew for reasons that will soon become clear. It's in <laughs> <Okay>. the South. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you want me to do? You want me to describe it? Yeah, describe the fancy ballroom. All right. Well, it's a. It's all kind of got gold trim on it uh, with marble. Uh, the floor is so shiny you can see your own face in it. Uh, there are tables with uh, finger foods all over them. Um, and uh, many folks are dressed in some of the most elegant finery you have ever seen. And they are dancing the waltz. Mm-hmm. Uh, with large chandeliers, probably the size of three men standing on each other's shoulders in height. Very good. And... Uh, Bartholomew, you are a fine southern gentleman who also happens to be a half-rotted corpse, as is every other single dancer here. (laughs) You're all very well-coordinated zombies, except for Clint. No, I gotta do a walk. One, two, three. One, two, three. Thriller. Thriller. <laughs> I'm thinking of thriller with like a harpsichord yeah. version in the background. Definitely. <laughs> They're doing like Tell a dance you, with like your hands goal together. Is... Are they all yeah. are they all and dancing they and <laughs> they all dancing and Clem's just like the awkward kid at prom or what's Yes. It? Yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry, just like you, Josh. And... <laughs> <laughs> and dan's goal is to get you to stay and be happy and become part of the dancers uh well clem starts immediately uh kind of sidestepping towards the door trying to pull a little bit of an irish goodbye are those actual (laughs) fingers in the finger food (laughs) (laughs) oh wait a minute it looks like stew Bartholomew, I mean, uh, Clem, Percy, Percy, come dance with us. Uh, I don't, I don't go by Percy no more. I think this party's a little too rich for my taste these days. 
But, my dear sister, you promised her a dance, and a man always keeps his word, does he not? Uh, I can't argue with that, but as a man with two left feet, she would be better impressed by another gent, someone with higher my, flavor my, and locale my. than me. My, my Percy, my she only has one foot right now anyway, so you still <laughs> have one up on her. Come, you promised. Um, do are I see... Are you a gentleman or are you a cur? <laughs> Dang. Do I see, uh, the girl? The white, the girl in white? She's a little bit older now, but she's still dancing with, uh, her... You know, she's still there. She's dancing with a partner, looking resplendent and beautiful in her white dress, pupilless eyes, and raven black hair. Creepy. Uh... Clem sees her dancing and decides he he doesn't go in for dancing, but he starts like walking through the crowd, disrupting the rhythm, kind of like <laughs> blocking people as they uh, like he's just marching straight towards uh, this this girl in white. Percy, Percy, my my sister's over here. Percy, stand aside, friend. He kind of gives. Little push to the chest, whether it oh. whether his hand caves in into the chest or it pushes him away. <laughs> There's intent <laughs> with the gentleman's shove. <laughs> as David Bowie sings in the background. Yep. Uh, yeah. As you walk away, you feel his hand on your shoulder, and he spins and he slaps you with a glove, <laughs> demanding a duel. It just be his hand. <laughs> <laughs> His other hand. You dishonor me and my sister and our family, sir. Ah, demand a duel. Well, that's a dance of pistols, and I I put that laugh behind me now. Excuse me, I have someone I need to talk to. Do I have a gun? You can. <laughs> I I raise it and point it at Percy. Uh... I said I want a duel. Whether you like it or not. I can I disarm him? As in literally take his arm? <laughs> Do I have to roll for that? Uh if you come at me, I'm gonna try to fire before uh, you do. You know what? Sure. I will let you guys engage dream combat with each other. I mean, other. I would never do a, you know, player on player attack, but this is Clem's This is this is just an NPC voiced by a player. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What So what what do you want me to roll? Uh yeah, Jeff, what would be our best uh, quickness? What are we doing here? <laughs> do Shooting the first button. <laughs> no. Jesus. Well, I mean, yes, okay. but I've got a five D ten shooting now. If you want me to use my sheet, actually, do um in pistols. Do spirit against each other. That sounds. Use my spirit number. Yes, you. I just upped that to sixty six. <laughs> All right, let's see. Here. For the sake of simplicity. Right. So if I get even one six, that's an ace, right? Yep. And you re-roll that six. Ten. Nice. Oh, I got a ten. <laughs> I <laughs> aced it. <laughs> so that means you get to roll again, right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So he beats me. Yeah. Yeah. 
but let's Fifteen. see. Let's see by how yeah, much. Yeah, by how much? Yeah. Fifteen total. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. So, uh, Bartholomew, you uh, or Dream Bartholomew, whatever your name is, you raise Tom your Zombie Bartholomew. <laughs> you raise Bar your You raise your pistol to shoot at Clem, and Clem just backs and matrixes it. Yeah, disarm, disarm. <laughs> yeah, it, it, his forearm. And the forearm goes flying along with the pistol. How ungentlemanly and unsportsmanlike. I'm telling my mama. <laughs> I said I need to talk to a lady. It ain't very gentlemanlike to interrupt a gentleman. Now, <laughs> unless you want me to shove that other arm straight where the sun don't shine i suggest well, you go dance with your sister and give her a there's kiss a couple, for me he gasps there's a couple of skeleton girls nearby and we're both like oh. <laughs> yeah you two can be the skeleton girls <laughs> so i i approach the lady in white at this point with a okay. young lady in white and spin her around I guess because she's like dancing and it's like very dramatic like one of the movies where they grab a, the dancing yes. person by the shoulder and he just turns her towards him nice kiss her kiss her kiss her what? <laughs> um, when she gets spun around she slaps you and <gasps> and somehow is able to get break free of your grasp and runs out the door. <laughs> Skeleton girls are. <gasps> <laughs> I'm assuming I'm just in the middle now with everybody around Everyone me. Everyone just stopped yeah. dancing. Yeah. They're just all watching just you. I've kind of you. ruined the undead party, and Clem yeah. just looks around and. Well, this, this party was dead anyway, and he walks out the door. Oh! <laughs> I should have seen and that. And he one drinks some tea. <laughs> As you walk out the door, you find yourself seated, or you find yourself out the door and, and kind of like Alice in Wonderland the sidewalk slowly turns into a cave and as you walk out the end of a cave there's an old prospector there <laughs> and he kind of looks at you and squints and he says just came from the party huh yeah a bunch of uptight stuffy can't think of a good undead pun just well, uppity no goods well you don't exactly belong here you don't belong there though either I guess it's up to you to find your new way in life well, pardon me sir I, I seem to be frightfully disoriented there there was this girl, and I thought she was my daughter, but then uh, she she must have pulled something funny on me, and I, I had I have friends somewhere. I I just can't seem 
to put it all together. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. After you pass your final trial, you come find me. And we'll have a chat. And with that, he picks up his pickaxe and walks back into the tunnel. And eventually disappears completely out of sight. Test. Hmm. Hell, I ran out on that school teacher a long time ago. <laughs> Reckon I must have been four or five. <laughs> so books don't do no good for me. No, sir. Not for Percy Clemens. <laughs> talking to <laughs> I will have to forgive my own ever-changing <laughs> um, so at this point do I have just an open mine shaft uh, or what yeah uh... so so behind you is a mine and ahead of you is a trail that that meanders down the side of the mountain Uh, well, I guess best foot forward, and uh, he starts moving on ahead, I guess, down the mountain, whatever's mm. not behind him. Okay, <sighs> so last milestone, ready? Yes, okay. Percy walks as Percy walks down the path, eventually, the landscape starts to shift yet again. And you find yourself opening one last door. Inside you find what you know in your heart to be your wife and your children. It's no drama, no fear, no anything, just happiness. Your wife has prepared a meal for you and it says, Percy, dear, come in, come in, shut the door, join us at dinner. Uh, Percy, uh, Clem, Clem, damn it! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm falling into the illusion. He, uh, <laughs> he closes the door and uh, comes and sits at the table, uh, still kind of confused. Did you have a good day at work, my love? Uh, work? Well, yes, Mr. Johnson isn't overtaxing you, is he? Oh, you know how I hate it when he overworks you. You work so hard as it is. Come, stay. Stay, have some pie. Have some dinner with us, your family. Mr. Johnson, I, I thought we went to the war together. Oh, yes, but but he came home, too, and he gave you a nice job uh, at his at his country store. Don't you remember? You're the grain clerk. Grain clerk. Uh, that, that does sound like something I would love to do if I settled down. What do you mean, if? You belong here with us who love you. Come, come to bed. Let me take care of you. Rest. Sleep. Stay with us a while. Johnson. Johnson. No. No. Dear, you, you must be mistaken. 
I saw Johnson die in the war. Hush, hush now, honey. Hush, you're having one of your spells. Come. As a matter of fact, I had a letter you died in the war. And he, he stands up. Uh, I guess starts looking around uh, for anything, but especially for that little fire cat in white. <laughs> oh, uh, you don't see her anywhere. It's just, okay. just you and your family who are now staring at you like you're some sort of deranged monster. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The little That's right. Boy says, Look at me like I'm mad. Papa. Papa, please. Yes, Papa. Daddy. We love you. We love you, Papa. Stay with us. Come. There's three of them. <laughs> yes. You apparently have two girls and a, and a, and a boy. Drive him away. We are not German. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Papa, do not leave us. No. No, this ain't right. This can't be right. Visited your tombstones myself. Please. Please stay. He goes honey. and reaches and Please grabs stay. the door handle, hesitates, do listening to his family's pleas. Do you wish us dead? Because we are here and we are alive. Do you wish us German? We can be German if you want. He's not wearing Lutherhosen. <laughs> I will German, that's for you, it's fine. He's the adopted one. Swiss miss. It's clearly a dream now. <laughs> yeah. So you run French? out the door. You like Hold the on. He's still holding the door. He's still holding the door and looks over, uh, speaks over his shoulder and goes, look, I don't want to leave you and I don't want you to be dead, but there's, there's things I still have to do and atone for. Otherwise, I can't be here with you. And he steps out the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, now the door's closed. Uh oh. <laughs> and see. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. As the, as the door slams shut, you are in a dark room. You can see, and you see Charlotte standing there next to you. She. Or in front of you. She appears now to be in her late teens, early 20s, having grown up over the scene and course of events. She looks at you deep in the eyes with her own pupilless gaze and smiles mischievously. She puts her hands on either side of Clem's head, kisses him mm. deeply, Appears. The next thing Clem realizes he's in. You guys buried him in a pine wood box. No, or? we didn't have any. Did you? It was a shallow grave. It was a shallow grave. So the next was thing, frozen, remember? Clem. Yes, right. The next thing, Clem, you realize is you've got a mouthful of dirt 
and you feel the weight of the earth pressing the down upon you. Yep. Yep. <coughs> been, it has been two days since the events of your death. And it takes you... I, I'm assuming you're going to start trying to scrape your way out of your grave. Yeah. He's like, yeah, well. Roll a D. Yes. After all that, I don't know. Railroading gone. You know, you know what? I'm just going to lay right I'm here. I'm going to wait till someone finds me. Don't railroad him, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love you. Brian. Um, yeah. Go I definitely. Roll a D12 for me. All right. D12, big money, big money, no D12, 11. Nice. 11. 11 damage. It takes you, it takes you oh, 11 shit. hours. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it when, is frozen, so that's fair enough. And when you finally get your head up above ground, you hear the cock of... A yeah, yeah, a, a like a forest well of a of a pistol, oh. and it's placed right up against the back of your head, oh. and the voice of that miner kind of chuckles and says, "Wondered when you were gonna show up. It's time you and I had a little bit of a chat." Again, no points. I passed. Black uh, colors, right? <laughs> so, Dominion point wise, your uh, Manito, now named Charlotte, uh, has two Dominion points, and you have eight. Ooh, <laughs> Clem, my boy. <laughs> now, what are Dominion points? You, you might say. say. Well, that, yes. I'm gonna say that right now. Excuse what are me. Dominion points? They are they are a measure of how in control uh Clem is versus oh, Charlotte. So, like, uh... um, at the beginning of each session, Clem, you have to roll a spirit check and add your Dominion Ooh. points. And then uh, Charlotte, aka me, <laughs> will roll a, a spirit check and add her dominion points. And whoever wins uh, gains a point and the loser loses a point. And it will go back and forth like this until a couple of different conditions are met. Uh, if for whatever reason, the Manito own or gets all of the Dominion points. Uh, they have total Dominion, and we'll have a side conversation when that happens. I like how he says win. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the drawbacks, yeah, you know, kind of the price you pay for being able to buy supernatural powers is randomly throughout the adventure from here on out I can spend 
fate chips from my pool and make your manito do things. <laughs> oh. Wow, am I right? I had no idea Clem was going to die so quickly. Luckily, I had a couple of weeks to come up with that dream sequence. So far, it was my favorite scene for us to play through, and I am so thankful that the rest of the party got into the various vignettes as well. They really brought some life to the what could have been an otherwise boring solo adventure. I'm really excited to see where Clem goes with his newfound powers, and how the rest of the party reacts to him. Assuming they survive. About the time this episode comes out, Pinnacle is going to have introduced their new Kickstarter for the newest version of Deadlands. For right now, I'm thinking we're going to stick with the classic rule set because we're so far in. But please send us an email and let us know what you think. Would it be worth the effort to transition everybody? I am always looking for great plot hooks and NPCs, so please feel free to send those in too. Who knows, you might get a shout out if I accept your idea. OD&D Presents is a part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Go to StolenDress.com to check out more shows that include our main of Dyson Den's podcast, as well as Comedy on Vinyl, Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, and What's New with You Scooby-Doo, among many others. Check out OD&D at our website, ODNDPodcast.com. While you're there, check out our merch shop or go to shop.odndpodcast.com. You can connect with us on Twitter at ODNDpod, Facebook at ODNDpodcast, or email us at ODNDpod at gmail.com. Theme music is All Good in the Wood by Audionautics and licensed under Creative Commons Distribution License. Deadlands the Weird West is a publication of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, four days earlier, uh, two, two days. days earlier, two days and 11 hours yeah. earlier, <laughs> uh, outside the, the cave, our friends Frank, Bartholomew, and Allie have recently buried their good friend Clem, abandoning him to I mean, the elements. Not, not to uh, overtake the narrator, but I did only just meet him on the train. Yeah, he's not my dear friend. <laughs> he's my dear friend. He talked me into checking into some lady's baggage. Hey, you chose to do that. <laughs> So there you go, Clem. I hope that makes some warms the cockles of your heart. Yeah, yeah. Left the afterlife to help his friends, but apparently it was uh, singular there, not plural. Anyway, so you're now outside, surrounded by four dead bug zombies. Staring into the maw of the open cave. Why did we come to the cave again? Did they they ran away to the cave? The guys that we were chasing. We were... Nope. Uh, we were at the cave because uh, we knew that whatever was there was probably going to kill everyone in the world, so we needed to stop. Oh, it. that's right. Okay, sorry. 
Um, now the question is, after seeing Clem get wiped out, do we feel like it's still worth the effort? I guess he killed himself, didn't he? And he just touched one of the bugs, I think. Yeah, and basically, just some touch a bug and dies. So we don't really know if, no. <laughs> if they're all that tough or not. We all tiptoe around the bugs, so we don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we don't we don't touch the bugs, that's for sure. So yeah, we were at the we were at the cave to I guess try to save the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. Horus. No. Yeah, Horus and uh the reporter are back at the tree line. Mm-hmm. And the uh strangely armored and very authoritative woman, uh and Harold the cook are leading the rest of the party down out of the right. mountain. Right. They, they, they fucked up. They're somewhere else. I don't care. Or, or they're getting the rest of the party ready to head, oh. head no, I thought down. we set them on their way. Yeah. I, think we, yeah, I but, thought we said goodbye already. We did. It was like, peace. We said goodbye, but they haven't left what? yet. Fucking slackers. Okay, well, we're still yeah. down at the cave, because I'm like, Yep. Well, I suppose yep. we can't let uh, Clem's death be in vain. Where? Oh, yeah. Well, I believe we probably need to see what is inside that cave. Can I look at the bugs without touching them, just to see if there's anything? <laughs> I'm sure you have yeah. some sort of gloves, right? Thing yeah. that you can use in your case. I open my case and I pull out like 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 a pipette. Yeah. And I kind of poke at them. Poke. Okay. Uh, give me a. Um. A roll. Okay. Good a, start. A, a, D20. Uh, let's do a sc- scrutinize roll. Oh. I've got two in that if you want help. Oh, I have two in it. Oh, okay. There you go. So. Refresher, I have 1d10 in Cognition, I have 2 in Scrutinize, so I roll 2d10. Yes. Okay. Correct. And Edie will help you. Yep. Thank you, Edie. I got oh. a 7 and a 1. Okay. So you got a yeah. 7. You, uh, well here, since they're just kind of lying there dead, I'll, I'll just read you the description. Young Huskers look like walking dead until they are exposed. Each location takes one wound before exposing the pale carapace beneath. The creature gains control of the host by inserting its legs into the corpse's arms and legs. Because the hatchling does not control the head, it often lolls lifelessly to the side, dead eyes staring at nothing. Which is why I think you blew the head off at two of them, and they still didn't yeah. die. Yeah. We were we were going by zombie rules, and it was literally yep. opposite zombies. Oh, that's right, they were yep. inside people, and then the people. Yeah. Came we shot the people off of them, and then shot. Sorry, the I was apparently out of it last time. I uh, stand up, brush off my breeches, and uh, nod to the cave. Yay! Well, uh. As the man, I suppose I must protect 
the women folk. Can I, I give him please? an icy, icy stare? Can I sock him in the stomach with the butt of my rifle, please? Not hard, just enough to oh, keep shit. him in the back of the. <clears throat> I have no. <laughs> I'm just trying to be a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Come along, Alice. Mm-hmm. I have the way of the West. This is how I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I guess Alice and Frank go before me. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, okay. Can I take just. Because it's a cave, yes. It's a cave, yes. Yeah. So, so you're all inside. Is Horace coming? Uh, yeah, Horace is uh, obviously shaken from all this and wants to stay near his gunslinger cousin. I pick up a stick and wrap some cloth and twigs around the end and set it on fire oh makeshift yes. torch okay i was gonna do that but that's fine you can do that it's fine uh as they travel in uh horse was like hey that was a, a shame about clem there he he did fright me something fierce but I think I could have loved it. <laughs> he frightened all of us. Horace, we might want to be quiet because there's probably some more of them bug monsters in here. You're talking awful loud about a lot of things you shouldn't be saying right now. He has, he has no real verbal response except for Lil. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mention of the bug monsters was all it took to really <laughs> silence Horace. Alright. Although I do appreciate that my cousin is now talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's just bad timing. Just bad timing. <laughs> <laughs> the cave itself is a fairly small one formed from a split in the granite cliff. It's only about 40 feet deep and consists of a small tunnel leading to a single room about 10 feet across that opens up five feet from the entrance Hmm. the ceiling in the room is barely seven feet high at its highest so claustrophobic folks are going to be very uncomfortable horace is uncomfortable (laughs) of course one way in one way out right okay so I guess I'll look around to see if there's anything of note in this cave. Because, I mean, none of those we established... Were those zombies people from the train that we were looking for? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they they were more like people coats at this point, but two of them were bandits, I think. And then, okay. So that may have been all of them, but I'm going to look around to see if maybe there's a telltale sign of more than just four whatever monster... Bugs. Oh yes, you big brave man! Just go looking for those bugs. <laughs> I roll my eyes. Horace, Horace puffs up his chest a little bit. It's not very <laughs> convincing, but like that—that that did bolster him a little. 
Oh. Do we see anything? Do I need to do Can a, we do a tracking? Some sort of investigating. Oh. Yeah. Or, or search. Or... I could do a searching. Searching. Let uh yeah, let's all do I I want to. We all at least on have one searching. searching, so <laughs> I can help with searching for Seven. sure. Two. Where are you searching? Near the top it's under left. cognition. Top left. Let's see here. Hold on here. Eight. Ooh. Eleven. Oh, well. Fine. And I had a two. So, yeah, uh, uh, Horace is already bypassing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was, right. that was uh, yeah. Anyway. So, Horace, tell me where and how you look. What are you looking And how what? You look. Um, so it's, it's pretty much a frightened scan. It's kind of like that, you know, when you were a kid and you had to like go into the basement or someplace really scary, mm. you were kind of looking all around like yeah. baby bird style <laughs> and just assessing <laughs> for dan immediate danger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, where do you look? Do you, is it, are your eyes really like chest level looking in the corners do you look up do you look out yeah i would say horace still kind of has that well i mean especially with like seeing freaking bug creatures. i was gonna say he has that youthful <laughs> like you know idea of like maybe something could be above you but like definitely with like seeing the bug creatures he is looking up <laughs> he's looking in the corners um, okay. He has been scared by a spider before and had to get someone to kill it. I hope I'm not projecting too much here, Dan. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so when Horace looks up, he sees that the husker has wedged himself into the crack in the ceiling. Uh -oh. It makes eye contact with him and leap and jumps out dropping upon Horus. Well, I immediately fire at it. <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta do a fighting check. So, Sorry, uh, I was plugging my headset in. Is losing battery power. What was that last part? I'm Besides a... uh, Bartholomew shooting at me. Yeah, he's gonna do a uh, The the Husker oh. is attacking. Okay. Five, five. Oh, eight. Uh, let's see, eight plus eight is sixteen, plus six, a lot, <laughs> more than two raises. So the husker jumps down uh, and. Gets a hold of uh, Horace. Uh, Horace, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and uh, gets his teeth firmly wrapped around uh, Horace's butt. I need to roll the uh, to hit location uh, around his uh, shoulder. And 
squeezes, clamping down, doing six, ten damage to Horace's shoulder. Oof. So that's one wound. Yes. Dang. Okay. Two, two wounds. Oh, dang. Yeah, ten. That, I uh, got some Does that cost any wind? Or It's been yeah. a while since I've taken damage and <laughs> not just died. <laughs> to be fair, you weren't actually yeah. killed. You used your ability and had a I know. <laughs> as far as we know, he had a manual. attack at any time. Still. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and I'm going to let you use Clem's fate chips as Horus. Oh, Just so you, you have a bunch of them. Yeah. So you could uh, spend one of your white chips. Of which you have five. To. to have six. six. No, it'd be five. Had three, and you guys drew three more white chips for me, didn't you? No, you're right. Never mind. Did you math? He had more than three, though. Well, he's got six now. Math much? Cough. Cough. <laughs> All I know is you have ten total chips. <laughs> so, you can earn one or two white chips to uh, soak the damage. But then you still have to take wind, which is like a, it would be 1d6 is how much wind you'd take. Okay. But um, so if I wind. took, what if I just took one wound? Then you're lightly you wounded. Split and... the diff, right? Yep. Yeah, I think I'll do that. I'll burn one chip. I mean, really, we have the reporter here, so I can burn through another character, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is, when, he, when he does this, is this a chip that's gone forever, or does this go back in the bag also? I forget. goes back in the... Okay. The only ones that don't automatically go back into the pot are legendary chips. Oh, okay. I just take one wound straight up, no wind or anything like that. You take uh roll a roll a wound roll your wind. Thank you, Kimberly. Uh so you said that was a D six? <laughs> yep. Okay. Oh six. Good job. Alright, you take six wind. Cha cha. Okay. And with that, everybody, uh, let, let's draw cards. So everybody roll their quickness. Um, I feel like during everybody drawing or, you know, doing their quickness, a, uh, Horace is just squealing. He's <laughs> <laughs> my new D10 that Ari got me. Okay, so... I got a seven. Every five, you get a card. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Uh, two. Mm. You don't get a card? Well, nope. I get one I, this time. I'm just I shocked at what it. I'm seeing. <laughs> 
Your poor, your poor Horace. He's got my hapless cousin. <laughs> um, I aced it once and then rolled an eight. Nice. So, so that's a total what's of what? Uh, twenty. So you get four Holy cards. Jeez. It's like yeah. up to five, right? Yep. Yeah, it's up to five. Fuck yeah, this is... I like Horace. <laughs> this is the first time I've gotten to do anything in a fight. You're using the same character sheet, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... <laughs> I'm leaving Clem behind. <laughs> I guess I get to invent a new character for my boon. This package, yeah. Now, we can literally just spent an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing your character back from the dead. <laughs> Ari seduced you, okay? All right. Ooh, I also drew a red Joker. Oh, okay. So, Jokers, when drawing cards, are you can go anytime you want. You can't hold it in your your hand because remember, you can put cards up your sleeve and and then play in the next round but so a joker lets you play anytime you want that round so if you're like eh, i want to go with an ace or fives or at the end that's really up to you and i think the red i'm double checking right now i believe the red joker Let's everyone draw from the fate pot. Oh, really? Yeah. One of the the jokers lets you pull from the fate pot. One of the jokers lets me pull from the fate pot. Oh. The red joker allows you, your character, to go at any time during the round. Red is the good one, black is the bad one. Yeah. Racist. (laughs) So that was a red joker, right? So we all get to draw from the fate pot? Yep, is that you get to draw a random chip from the pot. Or Josh does, yeah, not no, everybody. Josh. Yeah. Hey, draw me a chip. Chip drawer, chip drawer, draw me a chip. Make it, make it better than the one I burnt to save horses. How about fire. a red? <clears throat> Fuck yeah! <laughs> America! Fuck yeah! No. Everything's coming up me tonight. <laughs> Everything's coming up horse. Horse? All right. I just just got five in shooting to him. I'm not going to be able to use it. (laughs) Horse is going to shoot it four times and kill it. (laughs) Yeah. Horse wants to go first. Like, so that Joker lets me choose, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Horse wants to go first and with his good arm, use uh, a Colt Army pistol. That he stole off Clem's dead body as a memento. <laughs> okay. Just, I'm not going to say what part of the buggy thing, but he wants to shoot the buggy thing that was chewing on him. Okay. In the testicles. That would be. Ooh. Some D12s. Let me see here. Oh. Gotta 
seven. For the the to hit? Uh for shooting. Yes. So seven hits. Yay. Uh so that would be roll your three D six. Roll your hit location first. So that's the D twenty. Oh, right. Okay. You are a practice. Eleven. All I keep right. saying it. It's the time of year for that. You know, I'm doing oogie boogie there. <laughs> <laughs> I just got so that's in the arm. Arms. Okay, so now I can roll my damage. Yep. Good damage. <laughs> oh, bummer. <laughs> One. Four. Oh. I have to roll 3d6 and I rolled 112. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, hit it in one of the arms and it wiggle. You know, you, you see it nick and you see some of the the green goo start to leak out of it, mm. but it. Uh, uh, is this one not seem... in a people suit? This one is not in a people suit. Okay. It looks like um, there's actually a pic- picture of it. So does that only count as one shot? Yep, that is one. Of your four. One of your four. One bullet used? Yes. Um, cause with the Colt army, I'm pretty sure I get six shots. Oh, it's one of my four cards. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before I have to reload. Okay. Yes. Solid. Ooh, that's a. That's what's staring you down. So for the audience, it looks like a hairy Klingon head with spider legs. So there are six legs. You clipped one of them. Ew, that thing is gross. What? Sick. So moving on. Uh, aces. Kings. Queens. Jacks. Tens. Now I've got a ten. Oh, ew. I just showed him the picture. <laughs> oh. Uh, so I do shooting. I shoot at him. All right. I'm gonna shoot at it. Uh, nine. That hits. Um, five on the D twenty. That is. I think. It's... Five is lower guts, so you know abdomen, thorax, various. Um, <laughs> eight uh, damage. Eight penis damage. Cool. Yep. Eight called penis shot damages. Oh. <laughs> you need a high well, you, roll for that. You shot it clean off. Uh, <laughs> can't sort by penis. <laughs> All right. Any other tens? Nines? Eights? Mimi, Horace. All right. Horace 
Horse is, Horse is coming up Yeah, he's gonna do some more of that shooting. He's mm-hmm. heard so much about. Yeah. <laughs> he's so frantic slash excited to do. He's just like, ah! It's a 10. To hit? Okay. You're you're at point blank range, so as long as you get over a five, you're yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and actually, I cheated myself on a roll there. Let me do one more, because if I can ace, yeah, no, it's a ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that would be a nineteen. Ooh. For the that's, area of effect. That's upper guts. It's getting gutted. Right in his upper guts. <clears throat> Four. Ooh, 14. For 14 damage? Yeah, five, five, four. Damn. Damn, yeah. dude. <laughs> right in his upper gut. That's right in the... Or his concentrated a little bit more on this one. <laughs> well, that's three. So he, yeah. You, you need to do two more <laughs> wounds to oh his upper <laughs> Uh So that's six. All oh, right, now nine. nine, eight, seven, six. Okay, the bug gets to go. Six. No! Wait. Uh, is six? I mean, Horus is six? Yeah, I got a six also. Which which six? Um, spade. Okay, you you gotta go first. Get him in the upper guts. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have five next. Is that the next? <clears throat> I aced it. Yay! Oof. Go again. Keep going. See how hard you hit it. Wait, where are you hitting it? be a 16 to the to hit to what oh yeah 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 that was just how much it hit yeah like a mofo no i know but don't you have to figure out where that part yet yeah jeff said we have to do that first well he's only just did thing area of effect so armageddon i'm just saying jeff told us we had to do it first he wasn't there yet shut up oh my god Uh, and that would be 10 damage to the 12 uh, to the 12 to the 12 to the 12 to the 12 to the pain blow off one of the arms it's gone she's got a lot of those though yes true and that is Horace's other Uh, shot alright well it is now the Huskers' turn. And so wait, if he took up an instrument and went to Fisherman's Wharf... He'd be a Husker busker? busker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you may go on, Jeff. <laughs> I know that he can. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. So seven, 
point blank range to the head. Oh shoot! Oh wait! Oh no! <laughs> Who are you shoot? He's Horace. He's biting Horace. Horace? What did Horace do? Just um, shot you twice. No, that was a. It was a cold shot. It's okay, and it misses. Oof! You wanted to take him down. Or possess him. Uh, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll explain what was Worse. going on in a minute. <laughs> He's about to enter his body. Oh, Want to me. chew on Horace more. Okay. That's the Husker's Wait, how, turn. How big is the Husker? Um, I'll, I'll just read you the description. Mature Husker resembles the cross between a huge insect and a spider. Oh, so he's little. It has six three to four feet long legs, two feeding arms, a small head and thorax, and a large bulbous abdomen. Large pincers protrude from its mouth. The monster is covered in very dense greenish black shell. The older the creature is, the darker the shell. It's it's fairly light. Uh, The husker moves in a rapid scuttle most of the time, Although it's capable of enormous leaps and often leaps onto trees, boulders, or low buildings when stalking prey. I thought you said enormous sleeps. I'm like, same. (laughs) (laughs) When standing, the monster's body is above the ground. Its thorax and abdomen are approximately the same size as a human torso. In spite of its size, the monster is capable of compressing itself into small spaces. There you go. Creepy. C'est mal. C'est très mal. So, five? Moi! Ah, oh, 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 oh. (laughs) Horace, that's my (laughs) phrase. (laughs) That is my word. (laughs) Sorry, Frank. All right. I'm going to rifle it. I will rifle at it until it is dead. Until it is dead. Next. So. 13 for place. The 13 for place? On its body. Yes, that is. Another arm? He said we have to roll the place first. Before no, damage. no, no, no. Roll to hit first. You oh, roll to hit. You did not tell us that last time. You said we have to roll. She was not listening to the whole story, Jeff. Don't worry. Unless you're doing a called unless you're doing a called shot. So if you're like, I'm gonna shoot it in its guts, then you have to say that before you roll. Right, Clem. Learned that lesson the hard way by saying this one's going right between your eyes. Mm-hmm. I have an eight. Eight location? No, this is the actual attack. She did oh. it backwards because well, yeah. she doesn't listen. Yes, you can. You hit. I hit. All right. On the, on the 13. What? Was it 13? Yes. So arm. Mm-hmm. Shoot off another arm. I know, I have to spend it damage. damages. What's your damage? What is your damage? 5d10. Oh, dang. That's right. You have like an elephant gun. Yeah. (laughs) 
What the fuck? <laughs> two so... nines, two eights, and a five. I splattered his leg. Jesus. <laughs> God damn. That's some serious damage she did on that leg. I was scared. <laughs> How much of Horace did she I get in that? I do not like bugs. <laughs> Is it 5d10 or 4d10? What, what's five. the type of... Five D ten. Yes. She got two nines, two eights, and a five. Yeah. Jeez. I rolled a well, pie. So <laughs> she rolled a pie. You take off not only do you take off the arm, you obliterate the arm. There's no arm left. It is it is just goo and bone all over Horace. <laughs> goo and bone. Goo and bone. No. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so, Ellie, I guess that's you. Well, she already me? Went. I've already gone. Uh, oh, you already went? Yeah. Okay. Dan didn't get a card. I didn't. Bartholomew was lazing around. All right. Well, everybody do your cards again. Wait, did oh, hold on. I have a three. One? Oh, yeah. yeah he's got yeah, one yeah. more card. Horace has a three. Okay. Go for it, Horace. Yeah, <laughs> this little dude's a champ. Right? Yeah, right. Okay, Horace. I got just that here, but that was shouldn't shouldn't talk a big game here. <laughs> Six to hit. Yeah, yeah, you hit. Oh, easy. Oh. He's literally on top of him. Yeah, he. He's at point blank range, so fourteen plus two to hit. Oh, I see. Fourteen. That is guts, I think. Uh, fourteen. Oh, fourteen is still arms. He's got so many arms. Do we have? Yeah, he really does. Um, where do you guys see this little chart? Are you looking at the the cheat sheet that Jeff gave us? Oh shit! Okay. Well, I'll pull that up in a second. Let me <laughs> deal damage to his arms. Mm-hmm. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Uh, 16. There goes another one. Yeah, there goes another was, one. That was two sixes and uh, four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. No more arms. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay. Draw cards again. Okay, spirit. We exclude the cards we drew this what time, did you correct? Do? You got a yes. three? <laughs> That's all them you. You need a little more spirit. I've got spirit. Yes, I do. I've got spirit. How about you? I should probably up my quickness at some point. And I um, did my yeah. I only have 1d10. So I retooled my... I only have 1d... Oops. I rolled two. <laughs> well, someone cheated. Well, I aced uh, it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 21. 21. So you get four cards. Yeah. 
Well, this Husker's done for. <laughs> you get four shots of that elephant gun. What does uh, 11 get me? Two. Two. Every every five. It's every time. five, I gotcha. Sorry, we have to do a little bit of refresher each time, because right? it just happens. <laughs> we, it's so rules. infrequent, yeah. and I'm so more versed in D and D. I'm the same way, dude. I have to like it's... get like yeah. all my things. There you got low. two sixes, a five, and, and a, a two. two. A two Olivia. what? She's got two sixes, a five, and a two. That's what she drew. Oh. oh. <laughs> I like to okay, What can I say? So Bartholomew rolled a three by the way, so, oh. <laughs> so I'm just uh, you're doing a good job, Horace. I just want to know, let you know that you've got moral support coming from this corner. I sh- feel like if I get in the way, you won't learn anything. Are you sure Frank didn't hit you in the balls? <laughs> <laughs> I feel All like that right. is a uh, misandrous thing to say. No, I'm just making sure. Horace is still really freaked out with a bug freaking over him and attached and to him. just dripping, this dripping yeah. bug guts. All up on gritting goop, yeah, goop and uh, <laughs> aces, kings, uh, King Horus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, already. That is a nine. That hits. All right. Still haven't pulled up that lovely chart Jeff gave us. A six. That is in the... Six is lower guts. Buggy guts. So bulbous (laughs) abdomen... Do it, do it. Oof, and that is for eight damage. Okay, it takes a wound. It's definitely feeling it. Uh, queens, jacks. All right. <laughs> Please make that sound like. <laughs> Eight, ten, uh, nine. That hits. Six. Five. Five is lower. Oh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was five damage. I forgot to do the seventeen for the location. As bad as me. Yeah. Upper guts. Yeah. Ooh, okay. That's a good pop. Right. Good. All right. So, any other jacks? Nope. Well, having gotten its ass thoroughly handed to it, um, mature huskers are a lot more uh, intelligence intelligent than their children. The husker makes a break for it. We can't let it that can't let that happen. If he gets out, he might take over someone else's dead body and take over entire and town. And he makes a running jump 
and uh, is to the mouth of the cave. So he's now like 10 feet away from um, all of you. So now just blast it. Now you have to roll sevens to hit. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, no, guys. <laughs> okay, that's the Huskers' turn. So, uh, tens. Me. Okay. Uh, nine to hit. And, uh, that hits. Where did that d20 go? Uh, hit him in a 14. An arm. Which we'll just call leg at this point. Okay. And that is 12 damage. <laughs> yeah. You kneecapped him. I don't, I don't understand how it's moving so fast without like any goddamn legs. <laughs> Think how much faster he would be with more legs? Any legs? <laughs> Still got like three. <laughs> we'll just call him tripody. Oh. Uh, four. He's got four legs. He's down two legs and two arms. Where can we only stand there and shoot? Uh, well, moving is an action. Oh, okay. Action. So. Yeah, I already used two actions to go pow pow. Right. Yeah. So I guess is there anything but anybody between? Uh. Jacks and sixes or tens, tens and sixes? Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, no. Okay. Not yet. All right. right. So. Excuse me, Franck. Franck is going to shoot her rifle again. Wait, is this yours? No. Ooh. Un ace. So well, that's at least 12. Ooh, 23. 23 to hit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you hit. Now this is where you roll a d20. Eight. Okay. Hi, Boob. 11, 21, 29, 39. Oof. <laughs> and with that, the husker reaches out one leg, trying to get away, and dies. Oh. <laughs> I do the twirly and the blow out the smoke thing, and yeah, I have to pull my whole rifle away. I, I help Horace up. I'm like, I'm, and then I'm... Horace pushes past his cousin and runs and hugs Frank. <laughs> For, for squishing the bug for him. Uh, I knew you could do it, cousin. You uh, you did an amazing job. This is how I learned to do everything that I know how to do. Oh, did what you, is that exactly? Did your father let you pull your own tea? Uh, I don't feel like I should deign that with an answer, but yes, he did. <laughs> Uh, how could you don't get me wrong with this Frank Frank sorry a little bit of clam slipped out there uh, <laughs> how could you let a Frenchman out shoot you 
So, so, um, good question for us. Well, I was, this was, you know how back, back at the at the farm, uh, father would throw us into the pond to teach us how to swim. Yes, you remember that? Uh, yes, I, I do remember remember Uncle doing that. Well, I just threw you in the pond. You're welcome. You did an amazing job. Oh, <laughs> wow. Cousin, I, I do believe that if I do keep following you, I could be a, a, a gunman of the West. <laughs> I believe that may be true. I wish you all the best <laughs> luck, little boy. So, with that, uh, Denise Merritt, the reporter from the Tombstone Epitaph, if you remember correctly, yep. comes running up and she starts taking pictures of the bug and drawings and, and asking for all of your statements and opinions about what was happening and all that good stuff. I mm-hmm. sigh if you couldn't be bothered to join us. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, all right. You take well, Morris and put him in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your chance, kid. Well, this is going to make an amazing story. I'm finally going to be on the front page of the epitaph. Can you believe it? Me? Oh, thank you guys so much. Now that's a C H A M P S W O R T H. Champsworth. Champsworth. Okay. All right. I'll I'll make here. Why don't you all stand together with with the bug? And she pulls out her camera. Bartholomew totally puts his foot. I I, 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 I pull out one of my my vials with my name on it, like my like cartoon. Yeah, I hold its head up. You know, and I I I I like hold that up. It's got my picture and my name on it and my product. Frank is not going (laughs) to pose. Frank is going to examine the cave. Morris squeamishly like tries to stand close, but you can tell he's very uncomfortable with this situation. <laughs> he takes a picture, or she takes a picture, and it's all good. And and you know she goes over and starts cutting off pieces, or rather picking up pieces that Frank blew off. Yeah, kind of <laughs> I want to do that too. I want to put some of it in my bag. Do you have any more vials left? Sure. Do you snap on gloves? Oh, yeah. All right. That's fine. You look like Dexter. Dexter's life. (laughs) (laughs) So. Well, shit. That might be a character thing. (laughs) (laughs) As, uh. Oh, I was thinking Dexter Morgan from Dexter. (laughs) 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 All right. So. At. When you guys are are done here, uh, Denise wants to go meet up with the rest of the party. Um, are we sure this is the only one? Can, well, I, can we... I do some searching to see if I can of course. discern if... So what does it mean if there's a one, like one in parentheses next to something? That means you automatically have it. Oh, yeah. well... So you have you like, I have one and then I yeah have another one because of that. So no. what you have one uh, to begin with, but if you decide like, hey, I want to have two, you have to. Oh, then I don't still only have one. So I wasted that number there. Uh, no, you have two. 
Oh, that's why I asked. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I misunderstood. The if you bought, if you mm -hmm. spent point, you have two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, four. <laughs> that's the worst tracking ever. <laughs> I think she's bored. <laughs> so. Hi, Louise. Between all the firing and the blood and guts and running around, you see no discernible tracks. Yeah. Okay. Does the cave go deeper in? No, no. Oh, yeah. oh well, okay. There we go. Uh, I'm I, satisfied with thinking that this is probably. Yeah, I mean, the if the cave doesn't go any more, then yeah. I am satisfied. All right. Uh, yes, I just want to get out of here. <laughs> well. We should leave the... before Horace pees his pants. We should go before one of those things that gets guy. <laughs> he, 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 whispers, he whispers to Frank, eh, it's a little too late for that, but I appreciate if you wouldn't say anything. <laughs> too late. <laughs> so, uh, fast forward a little bit. You, you guys are able to catch up to the uh, rest of the group and Laura there. While, while you have been gone, Laura has changed out of her Southern Belle costume and is donning or is wearing <laughs> practical slacks and shirt and is wearing her long black duster and a, and a black Stetson. Mm -hmm. and she said you know she says well how to go what you know what was it well uh it was basically a lot of big spiders dressed up as people <laughs> then we walked yes. past <laughs> yeah. i i do have to say we did lose clem in the process he apparently could not Handle some large bugs and had a heart attack. <laughs> it was something awful. I see. I see. Well, well, I, w I want you. What are you guys going to do now? Well, I'm going to Salt Lake, so we had a plan. It is not That's our it. fault that the train went off the tracks. Yeah, I would still, uh, I still need to get to Deseret. All right. Well, you're going to want to head that way. And she points off towards the west. About two days, you'll run into a train depot. And the next Denver Pacific train will come on through and pick you up soon. What are you and the others going to do? Was the track was the track damaged, or is like our train still on the track at all? Or did the whole train just go off and leave the track? Okay. Oh, the whole trestle went off. Okay, so how is another train going to get through? It's probably going to get to that train depot and go. Oh crap! The bridge is out, and then turn around and go back. So, oh, so, we're just straight so up we're walking going back at this the point, way we came. right? They're going back the way they came. I think that. We should probably yeah. just move forward okay, so, to the next station, which yeah, is so three days going. away. Okay, so he said we go forward two days, and then the next train that's coming through is going to pick us up. But he can't. The next train that's coming through can't get to us because the trestles. But up. there will be one at that station that goes. Oh shoot, I can't. And then we'll go back. Coming to Deseret. from Deseret, not from. Okay, 
Thank you. Yeah. Now we're all on the same page. I got it. I'm with it. <laughs> I think that might have all been a little more clear if you could have just given us a little bit of direction of how the railroad works. <laughs> Clem, uh, I mean, uh, Horace, There's don't, a don't track. <laughs> the train, train drives on the track. <laughs> Let's call the train Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> could he? Um, you think he could? Well then, if if it if the train is Thomas, then you need to talk like Ringo Starr. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um, or uh, George Carlin. Do, do we could? Do you think we could get Ringo to come? Well, yes, we can ask. I mean, what else? <laughs> is made he a song do- about an octopus. What else is he doing right now? I mean, <laughs> I do not know. Sitting around being what? Ringo, I guess. Not not dying. Yeah. <laughs> He woke up, he made money. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> so the um I'm actually looking something up. I apologize. <laughs> uh so Laura nods and and scratches her her cheek a little bit and says, Okay, well if you're headed down to um salt lake there are uh if you're ever looking for for work go to the um edna's eats there in salt lake and uh she'll she'll look after you uh, tell her, tell her Laura sent you, and she'll, she'll, uh, well, I suppose you should be more specific. Tell her Laura Giles sent you, and uh, she'll know what to do. Uh, uh, thank you very kind, lady. That is a very kind of you. Uh, Horace leans into his cousin and, and whispers, this place sounds awful greasy, cousin. Well, we have to pick ourselves up by bootstraps if we're going to show the world that we can, you know, live in it. Uh, Horace looks down at his cowboy boots with no straps on them <laughs> in a little bit of confusion, but just goes along with what his cousin says. Oh, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. Oh, Horace! I guess uh, I start putting three days worth of rations in my bags. Yep. Uh, so, Horace mimics his cousin. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, then that's it. All yeah. right. You, you're. Off to never, never. Salt Lake. Uh-huh. And a yellow brick road. Yes. But it's fallen into the ravine. Oh, Actually, uh, <laughs> Frank, give me a um, tracking yeah, or survival roll. Six. I'm not tracking very well. It takes you three days to get there. 
And then the next part is as much for me as it's for you, but okay. it might be, it's still More useful to know in <laughs> case you ever want to call upon any of your allies. Uh, Laura Giles is, will file a favorable report with the agency. Oh, good. Uh, so you may get additional jobs from the agency this is not always a good thing that's what it says in the book and then uh, additionally Denise Merritt gets her story and uh, it sets her on the course to being a steady writer for the epitaph Uh, so you now have an ally with the Agency and an ally with the epitaph. Nice. Oh. As our heroes walk off into the sunset, they do. Uh, We just walk. (laughs) Horace goes and, like, as they're traveling on, tries to, like, comfortingly grab his cousin's hand. (laughs) My cowboys don't hold hands. (laughs) If if you need to find something to do with your hands, you just kind of laid on your pistol makes you look tough uh he does that and puts one other in his belt loop and awkwardly spits kind of like in mulan where it like kind of like does it yeah like (laughs) sticks we'll we'll, we'll get this let's just let's get get to deseret meet with my uh uh, my my father's uh friend and uh get ourselves uh some steady work All right, cousin. Sure wish Clem could have made it with us. <laughs> well, uh, he's he's speaking with strange accents with angels now. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed, cousin. <laughs> And I try to spit, and I do the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And I guess that's the end. Uh, Ellie? I'm just walking. I'm just walking. (laughs) Um, Do I, can I be carrying Clem's bag? Sure. Just don't look in it. I was going to say, oh, I'm not going to look. Make sure you open it. I don't want to know what's in there. (laughs) Probably that fleshlight that looks like. Heimlich. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the, the doctor. Right. The doctor grunts. <laughs> right. So, oh. cut quick back to oh, Clem. three days from now. So, Clem has, uh, and, and Clem. So, our other three heroes have made it and in our next episode find out what they do in Salt Lake. And Clem is uh, probably by this point seated around the the campfire with this old prospector uh, sitting across from him, drinking coffee and eating beans. (laughs) (laughs) And so... We're not too brave to show it, damn it. The true. Oh, shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> remember at the very beginning. Yep. yep. <laughs> Give yourselves all red chips. <laughs> You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was going to happen. <laughs> I know. We have oh, a particular oh, son that's killed. <laughs> the uh, prospector man introduces himself as Coot Jenkins. He is. <laughs> I love it. it. But you can call him Jenkins. He tells you. That uh, you owe him because he has helped you out of a tough bind. And I helped you get yourself out of that grave. And I decided not to put a hole in your head. Gee. Now, the thing that you have inside you that is keeping you alive, Manitou. Now, they're mean mean spirit and that spirit inside of you is always going to struggle to take control but as long as you remain in control you can use its powers for good you understand me clem uh i think i'm getting you so far here jenkins so here's the deal since you owe me i may from time to time call upon you for your services I also may call upon you from time to time to make sure you haven't gone completely batshit crazy. <laughs> and if you have, well, I'll take it as my solemn honor to make sure that you don't cause any mischief or trouble for the people in these here hills. You understand me? Oh, well, seems fair enough. I... I have caused my fair share of trouble in the past, and I'm trying to make up for that, Jenkins. So, yeah, seems right. All right. Well, your friends, or at least the people you're here with who died, they made over that hill and through that valley. Spit you out just below Smith and Robard's compound there in City of Gloom or Salt Lake. If you want to find them, Run up over that away. I'm sure it won't take long. But just know, not every greeting with a high road is smooth sailing. They might report you out to the wrong kind of people. If they do that, you can always come back up here with me. Well, I thank you for all the warnings, Jenkins. He <laughs> shakes his hand and goes, I don't know. Why you decided to, uh, you know, uh, say maybe they were just people I was traveling with. I'm, I'm definitely going back to friends. So <laughs> I he will be kinda, seeing you. He kind of sits there silently and just nods and watches you walk off into the sunset. <laughs> Clem is walking away. He's mumbling to himself. Yep. Definitely three friends. <laughs> not, not one, but three. I got three friends in my life. That's why I came back. <laughs> so, so Clem, you now have ally Q 
Coot Jenkins, the prospect. So oh, sweet. <laughs> we don't allow us to listen to them. As the rest of the party heads to Salt Lake, Clem comes to and goes to find his best of friends. What will they do next? Find out next time on OD&D Presents A Fistful of Dice. Mm-hmm.